Chris Wendelkin, and this is On The Line, my podcast where I call friends of mine living around the country to talk all things NBA, playoff, basketball, life, and uh, yeah, whatever else is going on. Thanks for tuning in. If you're new to the show, you can tweet at me at OnTheLine underscore pod. I'm on Instagram at OnTheLinePod, and uh, you can email me at OnTheLinePod at gmail.com. Big shout to Tyler. Thanks for your message this week. Much appreciate that. Also, if you like the show... It would be a huge, huge, huge favor to me if you could give me a five-star rating in iTunes. Drop me a nice little review. Just say you like the show. Subscribe to the show in iTunes. And if it's not too much to ask, maybe uh, recommend the show to a friend or family member. I greatly appreciate it. My guest today is uh, Ben Craw. You guys know Ben. He's been on the show a bunch of times now. Ben's a editor, a video editor and producer at Vice and Vice News. Ben is a NBA super fan. He is basically an NBA conspiracy theorist like myself. He's like all things NBA dark web. So who better to talk to than Ben Craw about this crazy freaking Brian Colangelo situation? It's 11 o'clock. It's Monday night. I'm a little loopy. Let's give a call to Ben Craw. Yo. What's up? <laughs> On the line, I got uh, the big dog, Ben Craw. It's 11 o'clock, 11.15, Monday, Eastern time. BC, how you feeling? Feeling good, feeling yep. good. Um, you know, it's it's eleven fifteen p.m. on a weeknight. Yeah, um, I'm gonna do the same thing I've done for the past, uh, you know, eleven fifteen weeknights, which is dive into <laughs> dive into some Watergate, baby. Yeah, baby, let's do this. Because uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah you're That's... you're my. If, just understand here, you're like my ace in the hole. Um, as far as this story goes with, uh, with Brian Colangelo and, uh, all things NBA Twitter. And I mean, this is just like the weirdest story we've had in a really long time. Um, and probably like the most satisfying story, uh, we've had. All right. Yeah. So I feel like right off the top, we need to do like a, like quickly, succinctly establish yes. the premise that it's okay to have fun with a story. Oh, right? dude, no, like, this is a fucking blast. <laughs> yeah. No. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sensitive to like the whole, you know, like yeah. online horde of, you know, glee and schadenfreude and, yeah. and, and, and toxic negativity. Yeah. And, and also like maybe someone's going to lose their job and like their livelihood sure. is going to be all I, messed I, up. I would never, like, that it's not in me, it's not in me to celebrate no. someone's uh, downfall. No. It, like even like the worst of people, like I have a, a yeah. pretty powerful, like, you know, strain of, of human empathy. Totally. I'm proud to say. Totally. Um, and also, but, also but, like, but, we'll unpack some of the details, but, like, someone could be losing their job for something that they maybe really didn't know was going on, and that sucks, you know what I mean? Yeah, there's right? small like, chance of that. Small, small chance, chance, small chance. Yeah. But, Not that he'll lose his job, but that he didn't know it was going on. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But, right, just just so that we can kind of get that, out get there. that as, as, a, yeah, as, as a starting point. <laughs> Um, I, I, there's a lot of stories that I wouldn't feel good about celebrating, celebrating. and, and, um, and, 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 you know, kind of reveling in, 
This is not one of those stories. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, all right. So first, um, all right. So we're talking Brian Colangelo here. Yeah. uh, Sixers GM, president of basketball operations. Let's give the audience a real quick snapshot, a quick timeline. Um, So basically, uh, Ben Dietrich drops a story on the ringer last Tuesday, May 29th, called The Curious Case of Brian Colangelo and the Secret Twitter Account. And basically, it's it's rocked the NBA world since it was published. Uh, it was kind of instantly, one of those stories is like instantly trending on Twitter. And today is Monday, June 4th. This pod will be coming out Tuesday, June 5th. It was announced earlier today that the Sixers have hired a law firm, uh, the law firm of Paul and Weiss. <laughs> which just sounds like some horseshit made up thing, but whatever. <laughs> They're conducting some sort of investigation into Brian Colangelo and the Twitter accounts. Look, I can tell you right now, fucking, you don't need these guys. I can, I can solve the case. Like, look, you know, like, so uh, Brian Colangelo or someone very close to Brian, Brian Colangelo was running a bunch of burner accounts and saying some messed up shit. And like, yeah. you, they should just basically decide to fire the guy or keep the guy based on that alone but you don't need paul paul and weiss this law firm i don't know what the hell they're looking among into. among all the details that i hope eventually emerge from the story I, I really hope that somehow someone can figure out exactly how much this law firm is being paid oh, for dude. this work yeah like I, what I, are I, they getting paid they're getting i, I, I want to so know much. the hourly i want to know the hourly rate god like, i would kill i would kill <laughs> to get a little piece of that brian paul and weiss money God. And also it, to know, like, I'm, like firmly, like confident that whatever they do is not going to be as impressive as what we, uh, we can Sixers, do. T- Sixers Twitter <laughs> yeah. has 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 already done. Oh, I know. Wait, but seriously, like, what do you think lawyers at this like like we're two idiots? So I'm I'm literally just asking, like, what do you think like lawyers at this point in an investigation do? Are they basically like suggesting to the owners of the team like? look, if you're going to fire the guy, you have to say it's for this reason and not that reason. Because if you say it's for this reason, like they can, they can claim that they're owed money or something. Yeah. I think a lot of it is, is that like, right. Deniability or something. Right. Like proving that he's, that he's being fired for cause, um, which, which, you know, invalidates a contract. Um, all right. All right. That's something. I mean, that's one thing. I also think that, you know, I assume that they like outsource a lot of their, for, for this type of story, they outsource to a lot of like digital investigators and stuff. I mean, I don't know what this law firm is. Maybe they have a bunch of people on staff that are like, yeah, I know this thing, but Woj, Woj tweeted that this is the, same firm i think that previously looked into the guy that was running like the players association who is maybe had some sort of like i don't know some like weird background or something like that so i guess i guess it's someone that's like versed in like nba like conduct issues sure Um, i'll buy it yeah Uh, yeah, sure like you know i i had no reason to doubt that though i mean i just hope that they like just come come to a conclusion like quickly like that's all i ask fuck yeah man um all right let's talk about real quick like what exactly happened and then we can kind of dive into some of the awesome angles of the story but basically so basically this guy ben diedrich at the ringer received an anonymous an anonymous tip this is for anyone who doesn't know the story at this point i'm sure anyone listening to this pod probably knows what we're talking about but but just a recap this guy ben diedrich receives an anonymous tip that suggests um brian colangelo the sixers president and gm had been secretly running five twitter accounts and basically was disparaging past management regimes, Sam Hinkie, current and former players, coaches, players around the league, et cetera, et cetera. 
And so the anonymous source told this writer that um, he had used some sort of like open source AI technology, which just sidebar the fact that anyone is using AI technology on like to on burner Twitter accounts makes me so fucking happy. Like, uh, I just love that people like exist that are, that are out there and then doing this. Yeah. I mean, my biggest, uh, question mark right now out of this entire thing, like even more than like who's behind the accounts. I'm I'm like, who's the source? I'm pretty pretty solid. Who's the, who's the anonymous tip? Dude. Who is this guy? And like, what else is he using his like AI technology on? You know what I mean? You have to imagine he's someone that was either working or recently worked in the Sixers organization. Cause like, right. Like, how could this just be some random fan? Like, maybe. Yeah, like, I guess like it could so be. But invested in the, so invested in the Sixers. Like, and I yet really also, like, believe a highly just, specialized technologist. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, an absolutely, like, right. Like, just, like, government level, like, AI, right. like, research guy who's spending <laughs> his time and his, like, immense expertise. Right. Uh, like, trying like he to, used like, to intern at the Sixers and now is at the NSA, but never got over the thing <laughs> not yeah. working out at the Sixers. Like, this dude is the Edward Snowden of, yeah. of like, fucking <laughs> Sixers Twitter. Like, ha- like, uh, and, like, that's, like, the fact that he's, like, just expending all of his, his expertise on this story. Um, and just, apparently, like, incredibly successfully because he's probably going to bring down this no, guy. No, he's bringing this guy down. He's I just want to know it. he's at the Pentagon and, like, has an extra, like, window browser open. Like, like every time his boss open. walks yeah. by, he's, he's like, what are you working out? on there? He's like, oh, nothing, nothing, nothing. Just uh, crunching so those NSA can you numbers. Can me a quick email of, like, what you've been up to the past couple weeks? We haven't really, like, seen <laughs> can that we just, much, like, productivity from yeah, you Yeah, can we just lately? touch base? Uh, what you've been yeah, working like, on? What yeah what are you up to like uh uh, so good all right so this guy our source determines that there are five twitter accounts and they have extremely similar tendencies they're liking all the same sort of tweets they're following the same sort of accounts they have the same sort of patterns when they send out tweets and retweets um and and the burners were specifically being used to criticize nba players including joel Embiid. Jaleel Okafor and Nerlens Noel and Markel Fultz. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They were uh, publicly debating um, coaching staff decisions mm-hmm. and Sam Hankey and Masai Ujiri. And, um, very, very, very high level sensitive information. High um, sensitive, yeah, highly sensitive information. That they, in many cases like could, could not be known unless it was from inside the organization. Right, right. And um, one one of those things was they uh, the, the 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 account sort of like predicted or suggested that the Markel Fultz for Jason Tatum trade, which was the uh, number three draft pick that the Sixers had, that they swapped with the Celtics in order to draft Markel Fultz. And then they started disclosing medical information about Jaleel Okafor and sort of gossiping about Embiid and Fultz and sort of suggesting to the Philadelphia media that they should be writing <laughs> writing stories about Brian Colangelo. Like they should be like pr- like spinning him in a more positive light. And, it was- and ac- yeah, across the spectrum of these five accounts. Well, I guess technically four accounts because one of them yes. um the one the only one of the of the five that was actually acknowledged by the Sixers organization as belonging to brian colangelo was only used to follow uh people so that one didn't actually yeah. tweet things but the other four um uh which are still you know uh, up in the air in terms of who's behind them um 
totally 100% consistent uh, across yes. the four accounts in the in the tone of of um you know kind of like besieged um like de- defensiveness and sensitivity and constant blame shifting and constant promotion of of the, of the idea that that Brian Colangelo is great and that his predecessor Sam Henke Dude, is not great. It's like <laughs> and Kim Jong Il like, level, like weird fucking propaganda. Absolutely, like, it's, government propaganda it's level. Yeah, so it's so blatant. It's so uncomfortably and weird. persistent and and uh, constant hounding. Like like it like could only desperate, be desperate desperate hounding. When of, you just read them on face value, like without even like tracing back to a phone number, you would have to only assume that like these were coming from the gm's child or like slave or something because they're so they're written in such a weird tone of voice so the five accounts uh which we'll refer to throughout the pod are eric jr enough uncone sources (laughs) that's yeah wait so that i was gonna say there are typos across all the tweets themselves but there's actually a typo in i literally like yes i I almost corrected it um when i typed it out no and then i realized no that was the the uh, account itself obviously they meant for it to be enough unknown sources but it's it's spelt out enough cone k-o-w-n enough cone sources yeah um honest abe Phila one two three four five six seven and still balling. Yes. Um, so those are the five accounts that Ben and I will be referring to throughout the pod. But so I want to talk to you, BC, about you know this story. Like I said, you were kind of my you were kind of my like my go to with this story. I knew this would be your sweet spot. Yeah. Well, you were officially the one that alerted it yeah, to me or yes. alerted me yes. to it. Okay. Um, yeah. But yeah. I, I also knew that this was like so in your wheelhouse. This is like. Yeah. NBA dark web kind of shit. So I believe your exact text was like, you, you sent me the, the link to the article and then you were like, pour yourself a glass of Merlot, yeah. sit back and, and just consume. And this just tonight. enjoy, enjoy yeah. what you're about um, to consume. So why, like, tell me why you think I have my own theories, but why are we so obsessed with this story? And there are like several different angles. There like, are so yeah. It's like asking why was the ten part OJ Simpson documentary so, <laughs> so good? good? Yeah, because, so just take a bite, like just like there are go ahead so many layers. Yeah, so like God, where do you even begin? I'll fill in the it's, gaps, like whatever, wherever you. Yeah, all right, I'll, I'll like I'm just gonna go scattershot, with, like random random yeah. points. Yeah. Um, one that that's so amazing to me is so Brian Colangelo, the current GM, uh-huh. and and you know the guy that runs. Uh, the team like like a GM for anyone who doesn't know which I assume is not many of you listening to this but like he's like the head like yeah the head coach is the guy who does like the day-to-day game stuff but like the GM is the head of the team he's like the CEO he's right. like the dude who makes the decision so very very important uh, kind of like sets the whole tone of the organization kind of figure so his predecessor Sam Henke was this you know controversial figure um, who developed this that he's like this kind of like wonky like um like he's sort of like that dude in jeopardy uh who, who, like that jeopardy contestant who like did like some kind of like quantum theory and realized that if right. you like pick random categories across the board you can actually like do better at jeopardy than like the traditional way that everyone's been doing it for like the entire <laughs> he, you know history he of like the game cracked the mainframe sam hinky like real like he like looked at this situation the nba and, and like was smart enough to realize like oh if i exploit the system the way yeah. it's currently set up 
Like no one else has really done he's this ha- before. He's a hacker, like some people, yeah. he's like a hacker. He's like a genius hacker yeah, yeah. who hacked the code, um, which at the time meant that he would su- his team would suffer tons and tons of losses. So a lot of people were very critical, and he was a very controversial guy. Although at the same time, a lot of people defended him and celebrated him for his like really like kind of like next level like galaxy brain way of going about uh, general managing an NBA team. Yeah. Um, it turns out that like it's it's amazing to me that there's still a debate over like whether or not that was the right um, approach. Yeah, because within four years, his like, team went from like do that 10, he- 10 wins in a season to now uh, the second round of the NBA playoffs and like set up for like probably like a solid ten years of like dominance oh, of the Eastern Conference. And dude, like it's widely acknowledged around the league. Everyone is tanking. Like it's acknowledged that yeah. like that's the way to build. But a this team. guy did it the best way. Yeah, so, like anyway. he did it the best possible way. And before everyone, he was like hip to it before anyone else knew what he was doing. So he had, was at such a strategic advantage. Exactly, exactly. And so the name for this system that this guy created and implemented was called the process. So that term the process was like kind of the flashpoint like the 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 buzzword that like everyone debated and was either are you a are you a processor are you an anti-processor trust the process ttp was like the you know the yeah. phrase blah 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 so then it turns out that their um star player um who was one of the guys drafted during this process era Joel Embiid, who's now an all-star um like superstar nba center um was such a uh, kind of a devoted uh, like kind of fan of this GM Sam Hinkie that he adopted the nickname the process. Right. So not only does the process represent you know this like strategy which was you know very controversial blah, blah, blah highly debated, but then the star player is like I'm so I'm such a believer I'm so firmly in support of this that I will uh, take on the mantle and I will actually like I like I will embody this term. Can, so like it's crazy to me to think about like the star, the face of a franchise, right. Um, like aligning himself, linking himself so closely and like <laughs> irrevocably to a GM who yeah. then was pushed out. Right. And then to add more irony, the reason why that GM was pushed out wasn't because, Oh, he was doing a bad job and the team decided to fire him. No, the NBA realizing like, Oh shit, this guy cracked the cheat code. Mm-hmm. We really sort of like can't have this, like set like a precedent, the NBA stepped in and said, oh, no, like you need to uh, have this uh, this new GM. Um, I mean, it's kind of more complicated because I know it's like Brian Colangelo's father was uh, involved with the organization. But basically, like long story short, the NBA was like, the league stepped in, the league stepped in and gave them, they gave them Jerry Colangelo and Jerry Colangelo was like, I'm going to hire a new GM. Let's see who I'll hire. Oh, I'll hire my son. (laughs) Right. And, and then and he Sam disappears. And then, yeah, and and then the, the dad that disappeared. Was like, oh, yeah. fuck this. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah. Right. Jerry was like, not really like, I, oh, no, I'm not really a part of, I'm not doing any. Yeah. He's uh, like, I'll be back in working. Scottsdale golfing if anyone needs me. <laughs> Here's <laughs> yeah. my son. Yeah. So Brian like starts doing his thing. And I think, I guess for like a, a short period there, there was like this, uh, like coexistence between the two, right? Like they were kind of like co-GMs. Is that right? Is that uh, what I understand? I, I, no, I think what happened was like, um, Jerry Colangelo came in and the writing was pretty much on the wall. It was like, Oh, I'm not going to like, I, I'm not going to work hand in hand with Jerry Colangelo and Brian Colangelo. Like, yeah, I'm getting right. the hell out of here. Obviously right. like this guy used to be the GM and the president of basketball operations for the Raptors and his dad, 
dad ran right. sons all those years. Like they're trying to force me out. I'm not going to start like taking marching orders from them. Exactly. So, so Hinky Bales, um, rightfully so. Like I think any self-respecting person would do that in that situation. Um, and then that, but, but of course him bailing like that, uh, under those circumstances, only burnished his his legacy and his yeah. legend because then he's a, a he became a martyr. Yeah, and then there was the phrase like "Hinky died for our sins." Like literally, a cult developed around this guy. So as he was like you know off sort of in in exile, this the fruits of his labor uh, you know develop into this like incredible Eastern Conference powerhouse led yeah. by Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. Um, and Darius Sharich, who was also um, you know a, a result. Um, a product of the process. So that is like the whole background for this dude Colangelo yeah. to be like, no, no, this is my team. Like, no, 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 I'm running things. I'm doing things. Meanwhile, his star player, uh, which like the entire future of the franchise is tied to Joel Embiid is like literally like every day, like his, every second of his existence is a reminder to Brian Colangelo that like, <laughs> The process is the reason. The process, his yeah. predecessor. It's like he can who, never who run. Who is now his his rival, his absolute like adversary. Yeah, he can never run from his shadow. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like that is the team, and it doesn't matter what the fuck Colangelo does. So there's a part of you that's like, wow, I mean, I understand why like that would be a really, really, really tough situation yeah. for someone to step into. Yeah. And it turns out he did not handle it, handle it so well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so there's that element. That's one angle. Uh, another yeah. angle for me why this story is so obsessively interesting is just like from a relevance standpoint, the Sixers have so much at stake. Like yes. they, oh my God, yes. you know, like fast forward through what you just talked about. They're the future of the Eastern conference. The sky's the limit. Uh, they have this incredibly bright, talented future. They could potentially, and, and, and this, this incident could potentially jeopardize their ability to capitalize this summer in free agency, be it with LeBron James, Paul George, or whoever. Yeah. The Sixers have suffered like a massive, massive credibility issue around the league. Right. And this is like this... the worst possible time for something like yeah, this the, to happen. The timing exactly is like so, so crucial because this is uh, less than a month from the NBA draft, which by yeah. the way, the Sixers have six picks in. I didn't really, I know that they have like the number 10 pick, Wait, but they what? have six, I think they have six total in across the two rounds. You gotta be kidding me. I, didn't, I, didn't... I don't know. I thought I, I thought I heard that in some, somewhere. I thought that was the Celtics, maybe. I don't know. Wait, number of picks. And... Wait, if that's true, that's that's. I mean, it, whatever. It's it's not it's even. A, um, wait, we should look this up. Yeah. Maybe it's in the next two years. Wait, okay. it is. It's. I'm reading now on a. I don't know. Sixersense.com. The Philadelphia 76ers still have six picks in the 2018 NBA draft. Um, oh my God. Ooh. So that's a lot. So it turns out like it's it's like drafting is, yeah. is really important and also really difficult to get right. It requires like intense, intense, high level focus across yes. like the, the, the front office of an organization. Yeah. Like any any distractions whatsoever could like could could like critically compromise your ability to like win that um Absolutely. get that that advantage that you know over over your competitive competing teams so there's that and then there's also free agency and it turns out the sixers are one of like five teams in the league that have uh, enough cap space to sign a major superstar namely someone like i don't know lebron james LeBron. yeah um yeah or, dude, or it's let's like, say ugh, they just they it's like they have so much to lose by this happening. You know yeah. what I mean? And like, b because the truth is like, 
if LeBron or Paul, jo- Paul or Paul George were to like look at their options in free agency, the Sixers are such an appealing organization. They are so talented that their future right. is like right in front of them. And I can't believe this happened. I, I just can't so believe So many things happened. going for them except for except one big for one. Except <laughs> for this. All right. So another angle for me on this one is – and. Be- <laughs> Bear with me here, but like, I feel like there, in a certain way, there's like a there's like a heroic nature, <laughs> there's like a kamikaze nature to this story that I find like very interesting. Like, mm. um, you know, we talk on my podcast a lot about gambling and like taking risks, mm-hmm. and the idea that someone, you know, like Mister or Mrs. Colangelo would risk so much (laughs) for so little to me is like sort of inspiring that like essentially they are jeopardizing their livelihood to basically try to sway or mobilize an audience of like five people on Twitter. It's crazy. And like, honestly, totally like I just admire (laughs) it so much. (laughs) The conclusion that I like pretty quickly came to when I'm, when, yeah, trying to figure out like the risk reward, um, in this whole situation. Like why do this? Why do this? There, there was no reward. Like, so there's two potential rewards. Yeah. Um, convincing, uh, you know, a, a significant, uh, amount of the population of your viewpoint. But they, it was a Twitter account. Like the biggest one had like a couple hundred followers, maybe at most. Okay. Um, like some of them had like twenty or thirty. So that's kind of out the window. So then the other one is like, oh well, they could influence um, bloggers and reporters to to you know report on the types of stories that they want to see reported on. But there's other avenues for front offices to do that like every other front office in the league which leaks things to reporters in a calculated way and you know feeds yeah. uh, bloggers like certain bits of info and blah, blah blah off the record blah 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 like there's totally ways to do this um that aren't incredibly like shady and you know tr- and like yeah. deceitful and trust compromising yeah. so then at a certain point i realized like they like he or he and his wife or he and his wife and child or right. father or whoever, or whoever right. were doing this purely as like a fucking release value just to vent I, i'm totally convinced that like it's like they go to the bathroom to like take a shit and they're there and they're sh- and they're stressed out from their their day-to-day grind and they're like fuck i need to just get this off my chest i'm just gonna go and just Let say, just this, say shit this thing about new orleans it'll, well. just, it'll yeah. just make me feel better it'll just make me feel better i don't care what it doesn't matter i'm not gonna achieve anything i'm not it's not gonna accomplish anything but you know what? I just need to do this and it'll feel well, slight, like, it'll make me feel slightly less miserable for the next 20 minutes. It's like troll so it's gonna, like trolling, right? It's like yeah. it's like screaming into the void, into this like right. great abyss, knowing that it's like, a nothing, it's nothing a is gonna mechanism. change. Yeah, like nothing, nothing is gonna more... change by you tweeting <laughs> like replying to Donald Trump. Like Donald yeah. Trump isn't gonna read your reply and like change his policy based it's on like an absolute you're like disease. nasty your nasty insult, but it, like it somehow makes you feel feel better to be like haha yeah. i'm tweeting this satirical thing yeah like uh, to me it's it's purely a psychological coping mechanism um yeah. and, and and just a way to, to like blow off steam Dude, and and i think that's part of why this story is so interesting because like we can see that and understand why someone would do it even 
though it's totally insane and totally yeah. not worth the risk, it's mm-hmm. like people do it all the time. People do it yeah. like that's how people interact on on social media and on the internet. And it's just a dumb itch you need to scratch. Yeah, and you don't think rationally about it. It's just there, and you're just ah, let me just do that. Let me just uh, the me la- just, uh, get yeah. that done. The last reason I think this story is like really interest like just like obsessively interesting is that it's fucking hilarious yes (laughs) like dude really the crux of the matter like knowing that there's like a legit like grown-up like there's a grown-up person who makes a lot of money in a position of power that was behind these tweets makes them Mm -hmm. as you reread them makes them just like all the funnier like Mm -hmm. specifically Mm -hmm. the language like the language that these people use the way that they insult like uh, like players and coaches coaches and gm like gms and it's just it, it it's it it's honestly like the narrative voice of a baby and i can't yeah. believe it's actually an adult who's tweeting this stuff and it's just yeah. it's so funny to me it's so funny yeah i mean there's just so many like i don't like should we just get into our, yeah. our favorite like, like yeah like really like the, the meat and potatoes of this podcast the whole reason we're yes. doing it is so we can talk about these actually specific tweets and read them to each other yes because there's first of all there's so many i know there are so, five accounts four accounts that we're actively writing for the audience like i said to ben let's try to come up with our top five 10 15 whatever it is tweets at least like just like the heavy hitters the one that everyone mm-hmm. you know like the ones that everyone's going to want to talk about so is i'm there... going to sprinkle in a couple of a couple of dark horses though great, too, here for great, sure great. Some, just some deep cuts so is there, a, is there like for you like a number one pick out like out in front that you want to just put out there um so there's there's the consensus number one and then okay. there's there's my personal number one <laughs> what's out of curiosity what's cons- what's consensus number one for me the consensus prohibitive number one favorite is this is a normal collar move on find a new set. i mean that ha- <laughs> that has to be it right like yeah i think that's that's that's, that's the it. tweet that yeah. Dietrich led his article with yeah, uh, yeah, yeah it was the first one that, that that he embedded as a screenshot that's the one that everyone now knows is like, i mean yeah that's the water cooler for nba tweet. fans yeah. like normal collars is, is like perfect. it's like yeah it's, exactly. it's so by now it's so stupid it's so we'll always like, have it plate, played out and like right. but it's it's the one that the, the grab that has so as we as we talk about these different tweets we can kind of like you know um digress about some of the subject matter but collars i would say collars um brian colangelo's collars becomes a big <laughs> obsessive point among <laughs> among this is a whole whole sub i mean this is a whole subgenre. yeah like, I, there could be like an episode like the 30 for 30 10 part documentary there could be an entire episode just on listen collars i i i just so you know i went through i kind of bulleted a couple of like subjects that will yeah. kind of <laughs> like come back to you with the different tweets one of them is it's like there we're we're tweeting about hinky we're tweeting about collars we're tweeting about Masai. we're tweeting about, like we'll talk about the gabrielle union Dwayne wade thing. oh my god yes we'll tweet we'll, we'll talk about the word but um mm-hmm. but but collars is a big recurring theme with the burner accounts so mm-hmm. do you want to sh- should we just like elaborate really quickly before we dive too deeply into the the collar tweets like what's the crux of the issue here brian colangelo it appears to wear it appears wears these unusually large collars like these like <laughs> freshly starched collars that are big and yeah. just like pop up basically like to his ears they cover his entire neck 
And it seems to be something of a sensitive subject for the burner accounts. Well, so my research has led me to conclude that he is, um, if not all the time, often dressed by his wife. Um, oh, Jesus. And now it's important to know, I think his wife is actually a, a more prominent player in this whole uh, saga than I realized at first. Okay. I think she's she might actually be the writer of, of a couple of these accounts, possibly. Yeah. Um, which I didn't, at first I was like, oh, you weren't open to that him. possibility. Yeah. I wasn't open that, to that, and then I've, yeah. I've warmed up to it um, in recent days. But um, aside from that question, um, I've read online that, that she, so she's an Italian woman. Her name so, is Barbara Bot- Botini, is that right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's very and, involved with his his wardrobe. Yeah, um, I think that she Mary maybe has like um, Italian uh, an Italian designer that she favors. Great. So she um, so she she dresses her husband Brian Colangelo in these Italian designers, which I guess and I'm not a fashion expert, but which, I guess that's you know by the way is not that unusual of a thing. I I mean like sure. it's not you know whatever I dress myself, but like I'm sure lots of men have their their wives are like telling them. Oh yeah, oh, I want or, you to wear or, this. Or, whatever. Yeah, not that personal. unusual. Where it gets right. unusual, dress, yeah, where it gets unusual is when we have burner accounts defending the collar choice. And it turns out you're really sensitive about um, the collars, about people criticizing <sighs> the size of your collars. Yes, um, and you feel it necessary to create a burner account to lash back out at those people um no doubt to say things like that is a normal caller move on find a new slant find a new um, slant i think which find by a the way wasn't slant, the only find a new slant <laughs> is something i'm gonna be using all the time all yeah. the time like i think yeah. that to me is like one of the catchphrases of 2018 like find yeah find a new slant you know it's the ultimate comeback to like anyone who's criticizing you just like no, find a new find slant. a new slant yeah yeah <laughs> Like you get, there's nothing here. There's nothing here. Uh, um, yeah. Which, yeah. So by the way, that wasn't the only, there was a second tweet about yes, collars as well. I was going to say the other one is, uh, let me pull it up here. Yeah. So this is, um, funny. You notice, is that the one? You yeah. Have? yeah. 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 Exactly. So, so what's the backstory <laughs> here? So we have a fan tweeting a photo, a selfie of himself with Brian Colangelo and the fan says, just told Brian Colangelo to buy, to buy out Okafer. Someone says impossible. The collar is much too normal looking, implying that like this is an imposter. And mm-hmm. um, and and enough uncone sources says, funny you notice, I had not seen big collars since he got here. So I was wondering why something wore 10 years ago was a thing. Again, kind Can of you help me difficult here? To <laughs> you, like, what does that mean? Um, tr- yeah, sort of tricky, a little, Funny uh, a little you confusing. I had not seen ten years ago since he got here, so I was wondering why something years ago. something wore ten years ago was a thing. In that picture, the picture's not ten years old. No. The outfit, I'm assuming, isn't ten years old. I don't know what the ten years is a reference to. But also, <sighs> can we talk about, like, this is why I actually think that his wife might be the author of, of some of these accounts, is that, um, I don't know, I've never seen or heard his wife uh-huh. speak um i oh. don't know how good her english is yeah so as... maybe english is not a first language and you sort of get that sense and, these. yeah and so it's that would like there's sense. obviously a lot of typos which happens if you're just you know rushing right. things out in a rage storm right right, uh, right, right online right. so that's understandable but the whole syntax and kind of like the 
yeah, I don't know, like the whole like grammar structure of, of some of these sentences are very, very confusing. Yeah, I don't, I, I really don't understand. I think, is she trying to say that big collars are like in, like in vogue and that if, if he were wearing, if he were wearing small collars, that would be like a 10 year old fashion trend. I don't really know. It's really not clear to me, but all I know is it's a very sensitive subject for the Colangelo's and it's something that the Sixer fan base has rightfully really sort of leaned into. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Well, that's that's the whole thing. Like, uh, uh, I mean, there's so many instances where clearly some deep, deep insecurity about something is, is man is coming out into the, into the public eye now, Yes, which obviously then, I mean, they didn't expect this to become public, but, but by doing this and by falling into this trap, like now all of those little insecurities and, and issues and quipes or, uh, not quipes, uh, what's the word I'm looking gripes, for? Gripes. Um, gripes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, that they might have are now so, so like magnified. 1 million times magnified yeah. <laughs> and intensified yeah. the, an entire fan base, an entire city is now like casual fans. Like I honestly didn't, I hadn't really been following <laughs> the whole hanky process saga much. Like I wasn't yeah. that personally invested in it, not being a Sixers fan. This one story has led me to like, yeah. just like throw myself into these dumb, Dude. like minute, tri- like little yeah. trivial things. And, and like for a casual Sixers fan, like observer like me, the entire city of Philadelphia is now, targeting it's like well, you reap you reap what you sow right like he was <laughs> exactly. literally trolling a whole fan base it's like Ugh. oh really is that what you want to do uh, and and now it's all yeah it's all just coming back right, to him so, like a millionfold all so right so consensus, moving on from collars consensus number one is the collars what was your dark yeah. horse number one what was what was this th- the one that you secretly loved so my personal kind of sleeper pick uh-huh. um it, which I, I really thought should, should have gotten a lot more love than it did um, was the, um, and by the way, we should credit all of these. So normal caller was uh, enough uncount sources. Yeah. Um, this is also another enough uncount sources hit. And that is if I had a medium sized lab, but this is referring, <laughs> <laughs> referring to yeah. you know, Sixers superstar player, Joel Embiid. Yeah. Uh, if I had a medium sized ladder, I would love to knock some sense in Joel's head right now. He yeah. is playing like a toddler having tantrums. Yeah, I love that one. And so again, this falls into the ladder bucket or the ladder genre. We have a series yep. of ladder tweets. So again, not the not the only ladder tweet. <laughs> no. So this is from the ladder family. Um, uh, per- personally, one of my favorite ladders. I love that ladder. By the way, I love. Um, uh, oh yeah, this is again at Joel. This is directed towards Joel. So this is a reply from Eric Jr. It's yeah. Uh, I think someone tweeted a photo of Embiid like dancing, and mm-hmm. Eric Jr. says zero issues with this question mark. You must be joking! Exclamation. If I were management, I would step on a ladder and kick his b u uh, t t like like um. They they censor they censor the word butt. Yeah, to be precise, his yeah. B number symbol, yeah. star symbol, star, star, star. Symbol. yeah. Um, so out of all of this, the one thing that felt <sighs> need the need to censor was the word butt. Big takeaway is we're censoring the word butt, and we're also yeah. using a medium sized ladder to be uh, hitting him or kicking him in the butt. Yeah, um, in multiple instances across different accounts, by the way. So this one's Eric Junior. The, the first one was enough un- unknown huge sources. Huge giveaway. I mean, how how would we not notice? 
the co- like the, the 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 commonality between these accounts, right? Like mm-hmm. they're both talking about using ladders to kick Joel Embiid in the butt, censoring the word butt. I mean, it was like in plain sight. You know, we this were is the talk- language of an eight year old. Yeah, like who said like. He's a tall guy. Joel Embiid is tall. He's right. seven feet tall. Right. So the obvious, like, you know, humorous angle there is like, oh, I need a ladder yeah. to even, like, hit this guy. Um, <laughs> but I have to just underline, um, not just any ladder, a medium, medium size. size ladder. Yeah, yeah. Like, a, a short ladder wouldn't be tall enough, obviously, because he's a really tall guy. He's like seven feet tall. He's like a giant. So you can't get a, a small size ladder or a short ladder. But, you know, a big, like an extra large ladder, not necessary. Just just a medium, a medium size okay. ladder is per- all that's needed for this job. My personal favorite or one of my personal favorites here is um, this from this comes from uh, enough uncone sources. Um, so this is in replies. Someone says, uh, Colangelo just wanted to make the playoffs before Fultz could play again. Pompey reported that months ago. Brian Colangelo had zero faith that the kid could develop and help the team make the playoffs at the same time. Shake my head. I'm getting real. I'm, I'm getting rid of, I'm ready to get rid of Brian Colangelo. That's disrespectful. Un- enough uncone sources replies. Why are you making, why are you making <laughs> <laughs> Pinocchio nose shit up? <laughs> And those are two emojis. So we have a Pinocchio yeah. nose. I was wondering how you're going to try to describe those two emojis. Yeah, so. we have like a poop emoji. Um, yeah. This is a blatant lie. You should be ashamed to be spreading it and putting it and putting more hate in the world instead of being happy. The kid is back, and Brian Colangelo and Brett Brown nursed him back with patience and support. Shame on you, big fat liar. I hope your TV breaks tonight. Um, <laughs> Just, I mean, honestly, like impeccable oh stuff. Like you don't. That to Shame me. Name on you, big fat liar. Big fat liar. Yeah. L i e r. I hope your TV breaks tonight. Oh my god! I hope your TV breaks tonight. That's the ultimate kicker to like any. Yeah. Any, you know. I mean, that puts you in your place. That puts you in your place right away. You know what I mean? So we were joking. We were trying to toss back and forth in our heads. When he when he or she says, "I hope your TV breaks tonight," what, like, are you what do you what do you think was actually like the the mental image there? Like like break is a you know it could be like sure a TV a TV breaking some like my TV broke you know last year like right. the, the picture stopped working you know I had to take it to a shop get it fixed up for like fifty bucks. And I then think I was we're okay. talking. I think we're talking about like a gigantic tube TV, like a four hundred pound <laughs> tube TV, like like, like one of the like wooden nineteen fifties, like one like of the maybe, wooden maybe TVs. black and white. Yeah, a mm-hmm. wooden TV, like a furniture piece. Yeah, exactly. Has the bunny rabbit ears, the curved <laughs> kind of glass tube, giant dial. Yeah, on the right. And right, in order to break, panel. in order to break that kind of TV, you would literally need like a sledgehammer because those <laughs> things are made of like solid. We're talking like, like four inches of glass. Yeah, right? that is a solid four inch glass curvature <laughs> screen. So, I mean, to break that would be something really violent. So, yeah. shame on you, big fat liar, L I E R. Um, yeah, that was my probably my one of my personal favorites in the bunch. Again, Just I hope your TV breaks tonight. Originality. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be tossing out left and right. For we, probably 
until the day I die. We give it points for originality, for excellence. Uh, I, I just, I, I, I will go to bed happily with that tweet. Mm. I hope your TV breaks tonight. The way it builds up to that climax, too. <laughs> it's, it's just like you know, it's uh, a long, long winding thing. It's talking about putting hate into the world. Yep. Instead of being happy, like all this stuff, and then it just brings it all on home what do you uh what are some other tweets that you have that you like um Um, oh man i mean we can talk about um (laughs) all right another theme that Uh comes up more than once is uh is naps naps Um, yes yeah i don't i don't know (laughs) the floor um, is yours take it away take it away yeah yeah so this all came from so these these both came from eric jr but so now this makes me think it's possible that maybe the old man, maybe uh, <laughs> maybe maybe Brian's father, Jerry, uh-huh. is behind one of these, or at least maybe he'll like dip in every now and then. Like mm-hmm. you know, he's got the he's got the passwords. Right. So he'll he's like, oh, like, I got every a good now one. and then. I got a good yeah. singer. Yeah. So there was one. This is from February 2017, um, and uh, Brian Mike Jacobs, who I guess is like a like a Philly oh, yeah. uh, blogger. He's a blogger, right? For the one, one of the. Um, the real um, fixations of, of these these accounts um, for lots of reasons. I mean, I don't, the whole uh, setting up with the daughter thing is a whole other uh, uh, story. I don't even know if I have, we have time to get into. No. But I really, really love. Um, at one point, um, Brian Mike Jacobs tweeted, uh, kind of uh, out of context, apropos of I don't know what. Every Sixer fan is losing their mind. This is awesome. So Eric Jr. replies to that, mm-hmm. writing, "What happened?" Question mark. Question mark. Brian, want did I miss? <laughs> Old people need naps. I nap, and now I am lost. <laughs> uh, I God. nap, and now I am lost. It's just I mean, that like, is like Shakespearean. That dude. is like that is poetry. I want to like part of me wants to like take some of these lines out of context and like and like craft like I a mean, song. dude, it's like, a fucking cry for help. I mean, it's, I a, nap, it's a cry. And now I am lost. These tweets, these accounts, it's a desperate cry for help. You a know, single like, tear like rolls down my cheek as I read so that. You learn so much about like the, the loneliness. Like, you know, everyone wants to be one of the, everyone wants to be a GM in the NBA. Everyone wants to be a wife or a father of an NBA GM. But let me tell you something. It's a very lonely life. And sometimes... Yeah. You just want to be able to reach out to a Philly area based blogger who lives in South Carolina, like Mike Jacobs or whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. And you want to you want to just be like, yo, I was napping. What what just happened? I'm old and I want to take naps sometimes. Yeah. And and of course, there there's always a need to like justify. So, of course, old people, old people need naps. Of course, old people need naps. Of course. Yeah. Um. Uh, so good. And there, and when you speak about the loneliness, though, that brings up another one. Yeah. That, and this almost makes me like kind of a little cringe a little bit to even um, to uh, uh, shit. Now I'm trying to find it. It's, it's uh, another Eric Jr. one um, where he says, "Ah, fuck. Where is it?" Um, oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, so some, some guy writes, I love Hinky too, but it's time to move on and eval Colangelo, honestly. So it's a positive tweet in favor right. of Colangelo. So right. Eric Jr. writes, Hey, thank for existing dot, 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 a grown up and objective person and Sixers fan colon in all caps 
unicorn, meaning uh, a grown up uh, and objective person. Uh, and Sixers uh, fan is very rare. And then his final uh, line from that tweet is, I always spelled A-L-W-L. A-L-W-S Dude, the, 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 the feel so old and alone. Oh, Jesus. So oh, Jesus. That's, yeah. that's very sad. Dude, the typos are... The typos are great. Second I mean, to none, man. Yeah. The typos are so good. I mean, yeah. worth their weight in gold. I personally Wait, Can I also love, mention... The, yeah. Oh, sorry. Just the, real quick, the one other, because that was kind of sad, to, to pivot uh, into a, a more fun one. The other nap-related one um, was someone tweeted about Dario Saric for Rookie of the Year. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I obviously uh, listeners of this podcast know we're both big uh, right. heads. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, Eric Eric Junior also apparently a, a big. Um, while he criticizes some members of the team, he's a big Sarge fan. So, in reply to the Dario Sarge for ROI tweet, he writes, "Yes, Y E yes, yes, yes!" Exclamation point. He takes naps or not take naps, but oh. he doesn't dance shirtless. Oh. God. Oh, <laughs> of course, that God. is a reference to Joel and B dancing shirtless at the Meek Mill show. I just wonder. Which really, really, really rankled. Um, I mean, that was like <sighs> a, a constant. There must have been dozens and dozens of tweets about Joel and B's dancing. <laughs> Dude, it would be awesome if Mrs. Colangelo came out and said she was on Ambien when she was tweeting this shit over the course <laughs> of two years. Um, mm-hmm. A personal favorite for me is um, so enough uncone sources says. Um, Brett Brown wanted Nerlens Noel gone. Bad for locker room. Once again, Colangelo protected the coach and got shit on. Uh, Brian Colangelo is class act, not a bad guy. And someone replies to this and says, "This you, Brian?" Question mark. Mm-hmm. And un- enough unknown sources says, "No, but thanks for the compliment. He is too classy to even engage. Worked with him, Colin. He is a class act." <laughs> like so. Once again, just the irony, the depth of the irony to yeah, that. Yeah, he is too classy to even engage yeah um he would never do something like that which again like brings us back to like the whole reason why brian colangelo is in this job is because the nba deemed his predecessor sam hinkey to not be classy enough right they were like and colangelo was like a pro embarrassment right bringing like you know a, a, a a dark cloud to the league um with his behavior um that being being a smart gm and getting his team you know, like very valuable assets and, and, and building a, a like a long time um, winner. Um, so they were like, no, he's embarrassing the league. So we need to install Brian Colangelo instead. <sighs> and he wrote that. Yeah. So, oh, man, I mean, let's touch God. on a couple of, uh, of, of the a couple of subjects, a couple of subject matters that the tweets hit. So just thematically. Yeah. So we have hatred for um, Hinky. Um, mm-hmm. that, that was sort of like a recurring theme. So, um, in, uh, January, 2017, Eric Jr. Writes, Brian Colangelo, BC had nothing to do, had nothing but, uh, has done nothing but clean up Hinky's mess. Hinky got great pieces, but could not make the puzzle work. That's kind of like a recurring theme. Um, and then also the jealousy toward like the weird jealousy toward Masai Ujiri. Yeah. Um, and that's like, something where it's like, dude, what, like, why are you even hanging on? Like, he wasn't, you're not, no one's comparing you to him. I mean, I guess the car, because so, Ujiri uh, was the guy who succeeded Colangelo exactly. at his previous job in Toronto. And, and before like, that, he just couldn't let it go. Before that, though, so 
the full story on that is Colang- so Brian Colangelo was the GM of the Raptors and he promoted Masai Ujiri to be his assistant GM. So they worked together. They were colleagues. Masai then right. went to the Denver Nuggets and was the G- and got hired to be the GM of the Nuggets. And Masai Ujiri orchestrated the trade that sent Carmelo Anthony to the Knicks. So he was the, he was the GM oh, for the Raptors that. for a few years. And when Colangelo got fired, they replaced him with his former assistant GM, Masai Ujiri. Right, right. So he had this like ingrained like bitterness toward Masai. Mm-hmm. And that is like in full force. This like mm-hmm. this hatred towards Masai over these tweets. And so uh, Eric Jr., February 2017, nothing seems to fall on Ujiri's shoulders. Why? Question mark. Um, yeah, he's just he's going after him, talking about his salary. Um, yeah, I also love how um, multiple times um, he refers to Ujiri as a trust fund baby. Yes, they are is... falling apart! Exclamation point. Nothing but nothing was done to make them a better team. Coasting by on trust fund money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You also write on the Colangelo thing. Ujiri was supposed to be the game changer. Instead, he has been a trust fund baby. He has lived off. He's <sighs> lived off what was let here, and those players got old while he was evaluating. Um, I mean, it's so again. It's Weird, just like there's no stuff. and no self awareness for irony because, of course, uh, Colangelo himself is the son of a you know multi millionaire, if not billionaire, uh, you know, who kind of landed into the job thanks to his father mostly. Um, like it's just like incredible. <laughs> so weird. It's like too cliche. Like you wouldn't be able to write it because it's just like, oh, that's way too on the nose. Like you can't call him. You can't have Colangelo calling someone else a trust fund baby. Like Eric Jr., you were resigned for thirty plus millions this summer. So yes, exclamation point. Please, Masai, do something. Exclamation point. Um, just, just weird. Yeah, weird and of course stuff. what what he did was get the best record in the Eastern conference and yeah. make his team the first seed. Um, of course they collapsed against LeBron, but still do we want can't to say so- he wasn't successful. Do we want to talk um, about the Gabrielle union? Uh, oh, hell yeah. Pizza, pizza incident? <laughs> I mean, briefly, it's not to me. Sure. It's like, yeah, it's it's more. Yeah. Anyway, go on. Yeah. It's just it's uh, it's a you know it just adds to the character. Yeah. Um, so we have um, so what happened? So Gabrielle Union responded to someone. So someone I guess uh, tweeted that Martellus Bennett wasn't going to the White House because he didn't support Donald Trump after the Patriots had won the Super Bowl. Right. Gabrielle Union said. Do you know Tom Brady skipped it when President Obama was, President Obama was in the White House, or is that only a problem with Martellus? To which Eric Jr. replied, I sat next to you and DW, Dwayne Wade, at Beijing Olympics and saw you both being rude, nasty to little fan kid. Had to eat your pizza. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, um, what do, like what, what do we do with that? Um, well, so that would be ridiculous. Um if in fact he had sat next to Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade at the Beijing Olympics, um, <laughs> it would be absurd to like sit next to a famous person and and right. like watch them like that and then tweet about how they were like rude to someone who was like interrupting them eating their dinner. Um, but it turns out that they weren't even fucking there because both Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade replied uh, to that. Oh saying, really? Yeah. Did you not know that? Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade. Both replied saying, we didn't go to the Beijing Olympics in 2008. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Dwayne, 
Yeah, Dwayne Wade was like, oh, I guess all black people look the same to you because I wasn't there, dude. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. It just gets yeah. worse and worse. Yeah, just when you think you know every wrinkle, like there's always one more detail that it's makes so it... It's so cringeworthy, man. It's so there's cringeworthy. A million, a million of these little details that add up to just make this the most impossibly rich thing. It's do you, insane. Do you want to take the lead on the um, Joel Embiid Meek Meal uh uh, story basically. Sure, sure. So, so I don't know all the details because again, I wasn't following the Sixers that closely. This was back in like 2007 yeah. or February of, of 17, right? So like two seasons ago. Um, but so Embiid was in his now like second year in the league, and he had sat out the first year with an injury. Yeah. So he, um, I guess he was he had been out for a couple of games with like some knee soreness of some kind, um, and then. He went to a Meek Mill concert where he was like in the front row and like um, Snapchatting or Instagram storying, whatever, and like um, dancing and stuff. And then at one point during the concert, he got up on stage and was like dancing, was getting all hyped up and like took his shirt off and was doing all sorts of like crazy awesome dance moves as any like millionaire 23 year old celebrity in a city would would do. do And that's like given that like ability and like like fucking superpower, like hell yeah, like that that's awesome. I am like that makes me love Joe Embiid. <laughs> that he's just like, fuck yeah, I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna like film myself and obviously tons of other people at the concert filmed yeah. him. Um so it went all over social media immediately. Um and then uh unfortunately like a couple days later it came out that he had like a more serious knee injury than maybe it was you know known. Yeah. So everyone was like Oh, you know, he, I can't believe he was like dancing at this concert instead of like playing in a basketball game. If he's injured, he should be like, you know, in the fucking trainer's room 24 hours a day, I guess, like not doing anything and like not moving. Um, and instead he was like at some concert, like having fun, um, as a 23 year old celebrity. Um, so obviously, uh, Brian Colangelo took some pretty serious step into this whole situation and, um, and used his, his multiple burner accounts to, to vent about it. Um, and honestly, like they like the resulting tweets. So I have in my top ten list, yeah, uh, a three a, a, a 3A and a three B. Wow! And it's this um, little string uh, from Eric Junior from yeah. February fourteenth, twenty seventeen. Yeah, I'm right there. Valentine's Day. Yeah. You would think maybe you'd be out to dinner with your heart. wife. Yeah. Um. You know, maybe maybe uh, at a store, like buying some gifts, perhaps. No. No, he was on the burner. And he was writing. Um, okay, so his first tweet. Um, this is replying to Slam Online, which I guess uh-huh. was uh, like, like posted the some, video, the, of the story right? about it. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Slam, by the way, Slam is an amazing account. You should follow them because they just post about like the petty, like the NBA pettiness. Like right. they they love just like beefs and like dumb bullshit and sneakers and stuff. They're, they're the best. They love Slam. So anyway, in reply to Slam, Eric Jr. writes, "Too bad that MB <laughs> danced like a fool." <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad that Embiid danced like a fool and the whole disaster happened. Next time he will think twice before mocking his team. <laughs> and then he'll think twice. Next time. Like, what next time? What? And then he wrote, but JoJo will always have those three minutes on Meek's stage. And then he wrote, because he wasn't done by a long shot. Then he followed that up with, and probably my favorite of the bunch, I completely agree. That silly dance create the pandemonium that now will prevent him to play in ASG, meaning All-Star Game. And then he ended it with colon. colon. 
lesson. <laughs> oh, dude, who is writing these? This is like pinky in the brain sort of shit. Like, ah. Oh. Uh, my god it's so bad it's so good like I, uh, please like make no please if you're listening to this right now please in your next single or mixtape please include the line that silly dance create the pandemonium uh, because that like that might be my favorite yeah six words in the entire like collected works of, I mean, of dude, the burner accounts. It's, it's just like there's something so there's like this ineffable magic about those words together. That silly dance create I, the pandemonium. It's just like, <laughs> <laughs> part of what makes this so funny is that like that is the last guy on a team that you would want to like start picking on or making fun of. You know what I mean? Like yeah. It's just yeah. the irony of the whole thing, like the arrogance of like, yeah. all right, maybe. And by the way, like since he wrote that tweet, Joel Embiid went on to ha- play a complete NBA season and be a starter on the All Star team. Yeah. Uh, oh, and by the way, he's nicknamed the Process. Yes. Yeah. So... And he's gonna outlast everyone in the front yeah. office. You know, yeah. like he's gonna get his jersey retired, not Brian Colangelo or yeah. you know. But um, oh God, it's just. Yeah. Like if there is a seesaw with these two guys on either end and the front office yeah. or the ownership rather is like looking at, at the situation being like, hmm, um, yeah. what side do we take here? Like, like Embiid is like not on the floor. He's like six feet in the dirt of the playground. Uh, and <laughs> yeah. Angelo is, yeah. By the way, I didn't realize I read or I heard on, on like some podcasts, I forget which that um, someone said that um, Embiid's best friend on the team is Markel Fultz. Have you, had you heard that? That makes sense. Yeah, I know they yeah. talk about playing video games a lot together. So, like, on top of all of the criticism for Embiid, like, he, yeah. his other, um, Colangelo's other, of course, like, favorite target was Fultz. So you got to imagine, like, and that was, of course, like, an even more sensitive subject, um, you know, given his whole right. insane scenario and, and season that he had, like, barely playing after being the first pick in the draft. So, like, yeah, and again like the compromise of trust and like just like yeah. so so aggressively throwing your own like employees under the bus publicly like these are this is your team i like, mean how can you i think the meek meal thing really set off like set off the the burner accounts on like Embiid because after that they just wouldn't let up so he mm-hmm. starts they start tweeting out i'm sure it is hard for, i'm sure it is hard for him meaning Embiid, to quote to process the fact that this is now Ben's team. So he is mm. acting up. This ego, this ego foul, meaning. <laughs> this, this what is e- ego foul? This yeah. ego foul, I'm guessing they meant fool, <laughs> is costing us big. This ego foul is costing us big. Um, yeah, I mean, you can't make this shit up. Then I have Honest Abe. I am a Philly fan, but, but out. Uh, I am a Philly fan, but out trade the process the typos are unreal i'm a philly yeah. fan but would it's really trade? only when you read them out loud that you like, realize i can't they read are. this on a podcast <laughs> i am a philly fan but out trade the process for the unicorn in a heartbeat right on right no, 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 no. in a heart in a hard bit in a hard bit <laughs> excuse me in a hard bit right on a save such a smart such a smarter player yeah um yeah uh, we talked about the awesome. medium-sized ladder uh, yeah. saying the word but toddler having tantrums uh yeah do you want to talk about faults i mean this is kind of actually really 
fucked up. I mean, it's one thing oh, to just yeah. to, like oh, make fun so, of someone for dancing at a concert, but like, yeah, the you actually was not cool. The last tweet you just read reminded me, or the second to last, um, when he he he's fond of, or he or she is, is fond of of um, you know making puns involving the process, right? Um, so another example of that, and in my opinion, a way more fucked up one um was um when he was tweeting about uh um he was tweeting about faults and there was like you know they were i guess talking about like you know someone was was writing about the fact they hadn't played all season blah 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 like what's going on with him and uh the still balling account uh replied supposedly he just had some really traumatic family personal experience which really messed him up. Yeah. Probably just needs some time to process in parentheses, <laughs> a rosy cheek, smiley, smiley emoji and, and heal. <sighs> so like, dude, like you're, yeah. you're cracking jokes. It's and just like not okay to be shitty puns that. and, and, and using like, and especially, cause it's, especially cause it's true. Like it's probably obviously true. Like, yeah. Don't make light of the fact that oh, someone yeah, is yeah. going through way, something when, very when, hard. When, like, yeah, when this account writes, supposedly he just had some really traumatic family personal experience. Like, he knows you that know for because, a fact. Yeah, because he is writing that with the privileged the information of the GM, GM of the team. Right. Yeah. So he know he's not supposedly is a covering his ass. Like he knows that this kid just went like this nineteen year old kid went through some horrible fucking thing. Yeah. Um, and he's cracking jokes about the process. So he's basically like, the dumbest emojis. He basically Good disclosed God. that Markel had changed his shot. At yeah. the encouragement of this guy who was his mentor and trainer and like father figure who maybe right. had also potentially been dating his mom. Right. And, well, and according it, to the tweets. According yeah, to he, the tweets. Just, if we're to believe what just, the tweets are. So I can only assume there's some truth in what's being tweeted. And if that's true, then that's like not appropriate for really anyone yeah. to know. Like it's really yeah. just not okay especially very sensitive information someone is like experiencing trauma or is like going through some shit like that's personal business you know yeah sensitive information that like compromises you professionally and also just very fucked up from a personal standpoint yeah it's like like, as an nba as an nba fan i would say like oh i don't want to know that like i'm rooting for markel fultz like i don't want to know that you know i don't take any joy in knowing that he's like going through like awful hardship and whatever like i'm sure he wants to keep things private and yeah i don't feel good about knowing that and it's yet one more detail that contrasts so so starkly with hinky because um another thing that i that i read in my recent research was that so one of the reasons why um joel Embiid is it's not just like he thought he was a great gm and drafting stuff one of the reasons why joel Embiid loves like deeply like um is loyal to sam hinky is because um, when Joel Embiid lost his brother, I guess when like yeah. during his rookie year, and he was like fucked up. His brother who lived in uh, Cameroon, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, died in like some awful, awful car accident. And Joel Embiid is like some you know twenty or nineteen, twenty one year old rookie um, who's injured. This was his rookie year, so he wasn't playing at all. He's he can't play basketball. He's alone in like yeah. you know his hotel room, totally fucked up over the news of his brother's demise. And Sam Hinkie, like, I guess he, like, texted him or something like that. Yeah. Like, oh, man, I'm going through a rough time or whatever. And Sam Hinkie, like, within a, like, hour's notice, like, showed up at his hotel room. Yeah. And was just, like, there for him. Just yeah. Just to comfort him as, like, a fucking, like, kid going through some shit. Um, and, and like, there's other stories of, like, you know, Hinkie, like, driving players to the airport and stuff. And, like, he was, like, a super hands-on, like, really, like, 
like personally invested, like not just like, Oh, you're my player. You're going to like make my franchise successful and make me money. He cared about these people yeah, from dude. All, like he, everything. He put his neck written. on the line. You know what I mean? Like he was doing something so different with the team that he couldn't yeah. afford, like he couldn't afford to be an asshole. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, like yeah. you, you like, yeah. And like, there's a re- like, it's such a like obvious, like no brainer. Like, Oh yeah, of course that's what a GM should do. And that's going to earn you the loyalty trust. of yeah. your players and trust of your players, which will make it a more attractive franchise to play for. Yeah. And like <laughs> Colangelo is doing the exact fucking opposite thing. Yeah. <laughs> Again, yeah. allegedly, <laughs> allegedly doing the exact opposite thing. All right. So uh, we should, God. we should begin to wrap up here a little bit, but let's talk just a little bit about like moral of the story. What are, what are some of our <laughs> takeaways? What, like I what mean, needs hey. to happen? I mean, so, June 17th is the latest possible date. These are some key dates. June Mm -hmm. 17th is the latest possible NBA finals date. June 21st is the NBA draft. June 25th is the NBA awards. uh, July 1st, free agency kicks off. And then July 2nd, summer league begins. So it's June 5th. Basically, we're like on the like T minus like less than a month. Yeah, less than a month from like, arguably the most important summer in the franchise's history. Like so, it's either that or like the summer they signed Moses Malone in like 1982. Like, <laughs> right. It's, uh, it, there's not that many like contestants for like, this is a very, very important. It's time huge. It's huge. I think for me, moral of the story is like, if the Sixers are going to do something, they got to move fast, you know, like yeah. they, they need to make it like very fast. What like, are we like doing? Days, like days ago fast. It's like, now it's, Tuesday. It's now Tuesday yeah. morning. We began this podcast on Monday. It's now Tuesday. He's still the GM of the team. This <laughs> story been has been for out a there. Full 24 hours. <laughs> this, this story has been out on. there for a week. He's still the GM of the team. Like, I don't, if it was if it was him tweeting, like Woj said this, if it was Colangelo tweeting, if it was his wife tweeting, if it was his son or dad tweeting, to me, honestly, yeah. it doesn't really make a difference. It's yeah, all, well, all the, the, all, the re- all the reporting uh, indicates that the Sixers aren't separating him from you know close family members. Um, so, like literally, if unless it's like an elaborate, years long in the making setup. Which, when you look at all the details and the facts of the different accounts and who they followed and like how long it went, like it's just impossible. Like that's I don't know who exactly is writing it, but like that, um, Dude, like even if it was to a me setup, is out the window. To me, like here, here's my deal. Even if yeah. it was an elaborate setup, I would still be like, that's still too great of a risk. This is still too <laughs> important of a summer. Like I would yeah. rather, honestly, I would it's rather be a cloud over the franchise. I would no rather find out in ten years that like you were set up. <laughs> and I was wrong in firing you and I'll feel bad and I'll apologize in 10 years, then yeah. like, what are you, f- like, what are we waiting on? Like, this is yeah. so messed up. This guy has no credibility with the rest of the league. No yeah. free agent is going to want to sign with the Sixers. No one, like no other GMs or players are going to want to cooperate, work with the Sixers. Their own players are going to start requ- like requ- uh, requesting trades. You know, mm-hmm. like I, who's to say that Embiid and Simmons are gonna want to stay with the team? Who's who's yeah. to say that they'll be happy? So clearly, Embiid is like not shy at all about his his views and like his like who you know like he would be as outspoken like like you can't ha- like of all the characters in the league like Embiid is like the most vocal, the most like I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna like be me and like say yeah. what I want. Like like he's the one guy who like you wouldn't want to to like have as like your foe in this situation or your foil in this situation. Um, Oh, and then on top. Yeah. Another point I was gonna make is just the fact that like, 
like if he was the best GM in the league who, you know, had been there for like 15 years and like meticulously constructed all these like brilliant maneuvers to like build this team. But no, he's been on the job for what? Like what season and a half? What are his accomplishments? Like he signed JJ Redick. Yeah, you know for what I mean. Of, a huge amount of money for one year. Like the pick um, that was that the pick that they used to draft Ben Simmons, Hinky essentially uh, like engineered that. You know what right. I mean? Like that that wasn't right. any of uh, Colangelo's doing. Um, yeah. I don't know. They 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 got um, what what's uh, Bellinelli and uh, Ilyasova. Ilyasova, like, yeah, those, those were are nice. Two pretty like, good signings, yeah. player guys. But like, come on. Other other got other GMs can would have made like similar decisions. Ben Simmons was right. the consensus number one pick. You know what I mean? I mean the like, fact is that like not a single player, not a single other GM in the league, not a single reporter, media member, no one has come to this guy's defense. No, yeah. none of the, he has no one in his corner Amazing. to be like, no, actually, let's just wait this out. Like this guy is too valuable. Like there's no one sticking up for him. Like. It's just what are you what are you waiting for? What the fuck are you waiting so for? So as like, the, as this thing not, drags on, gone by the end of this week, like, yeah, I, dude. As this thing drags on, I think at at a certain point we actually need to shift our focus from Brian Colangelo and his wife to the owner of the Sixers, Josh Harris, mm-hmm. because like the team has way too much at stake, in my opinion, to be dicking around here. Like, wh- like fire the guy. It's a yeah. no brainer. Cut the head off the snake and move on. And it's already at that at that tipping point. I think if this isn't wrapped up within like the next literally like 48 hours, it's like gonna, all all of the articles aren't going to be about the story. They're going to be about why isn't the he process what's going what's going on. Yeah, because eventually when they do fire him in a month, LeBron is going to take that free agency meeting and be like, what exactly were you waiting on? Like what? Yeah. Like, what? What's yeah. wrong with you? Like how can I even trust you? What, right, like, like yeah. Can you guys, can you guys get your shit together? Like, I like, like how can I trust I you? Want me to uproot my life? Uproot yeah, my life? I've got, I've got like five. And, I've got five good years left to win a ring, and like I'm like, supposed I to need, trust you. Yeah. I need some confidence here, guys. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, Krab. Before I let you go, I want to uh, break an exclusive story for you here. I don't know if you saw whoa, this. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> just this? crossed the wire. Huh? Um, this is breaking. You familiar with uh, John Wick, the John Wick franchise? <laughs> I am familiar with John Wick, yeah. So we have a uh, a new John Wick coming out. This will be John Wick Chapter 3. Yeah. Headline yeah. is exclusive. John Wick Chapter 3 adds Los Angeles Clippers center Boban Marjanovic. <laughs> <laughs> LA Clippers center Boban Marjanovic has joined the cast of John Wick 3. Multiple sources have confirmed representatives for Lionsgate and Marjanovic did not immediately respond to comments. He joins a cast of Halle Berry, Keanu Reeves, and Lawrence Fishburne and will play a Serbian assassin. I mean, I'm fired up. What, I where, mean, can I can I pre-order tickets now? Yeah, like, I know, I know. Can I? How much money do you want? Like, uh, I'll give you. I'll literally give you all the money in my wallet right now just to secure a ticket. Like, I don't even I'm care psyched. how much it is. I'm sorry. That's going to be... Boban on the big Jesus. screen. I mean, that is, that what is, is he, event. 7'3", enormous hands. I mean, uh, that's like if, if like, George Mirasan was in, like, Die Hard with a Vengeance. Speed, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. Or, like, I mean, that's yeah. so awesome. So I'm great. so excited for what that. What great Holy news. Shit. What great news for the NBA community. Uh, like, Krop- if, like... 
if Sean Bradley was in like Bad Boys too. <laughs> exactly. Before <laughs> no, uh, before I let you go, is there anything you want to plug? Where can people where can people find you online? You're on Twitter at uh, at yeah, what? you know Ben um, underscore, um, underscore. I'm all over the place on Twitter. Yeah, um, Ben underscore Crod. Don't follow me though because I don't tweet. I just okay. follow Great. Uh, all my all my basketball people. All your burner accounts. Uh, exactly. Um, if I do tweet, I pray to God no one ever finds out about it. Um, <laughs> recently watched the movie Return of the Living Dead from 1985. Hey, really, there we go. It's it really good. Yeah, I recommend everyone check that out. All right, all right. Um, all right, man. Well, thanks for hopping on the pod. We'll uh, You and I will both be pulling for LeBron and the Cavs. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. By the way, the NBA finals are happening. Yeah, I know. I know. Not so. Not so interesting. That, 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 that's another story <laughs> for another day. We'll be <laughs> yeah. pulling for LeBron and keeping an eye on this Brian Colangelo situation in Philly. But, oh my uh, God. Thanks for hopping on the pod, man. And I will touch yeah. base with you. I don't know Thank later you. in the playoffs. Thank you for or... letting me get all that off my chest. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, man. Get some sleep. What a story. I'll all talk right. to you soon. You too, man. All right. Pleasure as always. All right. Bye. Later. All right, Ben. Thanks so much. That was a lot of fun. My name's Chris Wendelkin. This is On The Line. You can tweet at me at OnTheLine underscore pod. I'm on Instagram at OnTheLinePod. Send me your emails, your conspiracy theories, your thoughts on this crazy Brian Colangelo situation at OnTheLinePod at gmail.com. Enjoy the NBA playoffs, and I will talk to you guys next week. <laughs>